For tonight's profile, we talk with the opposition. It's our only chance this year to see the Utah Grizzlies and their broadcaster this year, Tyson Whiting. And Tyson, your first year as the voice of the Grizzlies. How much fun are you having getting to work in the ECHL on a day-to-day basis? It's been a lot of fun. It's been one of those things where you just try to get the names right. You just try to take it one game at a time. And really, I think that the, the important thing is just kind of have fun with the process. As uh, Hockey's a fun game. and It's a real fast game. And so it's just a matter of keeping everything uh, straight and uh, you know, making sure you have as much fun as possible. Getting the names and the numbers right, that's got to be a lot of fun this week. You must feel like you're in foreign territory. You're in Cincinnati on Wednesday night. I heard you talk to Everett Fitzhugh. You're in Fort Wayne tomorrow. So a little bit of uh, away from the usual for the Grizzlies. What's it been like to get a chance to see some more of the ECHL aside from the Mountain Division, who you guys see pretty much all the time? That's uh, one of only two trips to the Eastern Time Zone, and you'll learn that uh, watching sports a little bit more difficult in the Eastern Time Zone staying up late. I'd stayed up till like 12.30 watching the NBA game. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a, certainly a different style play. Uh, Mountain Division, a little bit more uh, more of a, a muck and grind style, a little bit more physical. You get out here and it's interesting to see the new, the uh, different arenas, d- interesting to see the different teams and uh, obviously uh, teams that uh, we only see maybe once a year, uh, maybe, maybe twice uh, if we uh, happen to meet in the postseason. You mentioned the grind of the Mountain Division and you're only the second team that we see out of that Mountain Division. We saw Allen at the bottom, now you're at the top of the mountain. What do you look at in the Mountain Division as a whole as being some of its strengths that might give it an edge over some of the other divisions and has ultimately led to three straight Kelly Cup championships coming out of that group? Seems to be good goaltending in the division. I know Colorado last year when they had Joe Canato, who's currently with the Grizzlies, he was an outstanding goaltender. Allen, when they won a championship, said Riley Gill and goal. Uh, seems to be the goaltending's pretty good, and so it seems like scoring goals is a little bit more at a premium in the Mountain Division. It's a little bit more physical in terms of teams like Allen and Rapid City who might not have as much talent as teams like Utah and Idaho. Really, uh, n- uh, there's only one way they have to play, and that's a physical brand of hockey. Wichita's pretty physical. Uh, Kansas City, uh, they've been a little bit up and down uh, lately, but they're really tough uh, at their home uh, their home arena. So it's really something where it, top to bottom, outside of Allen, which uh, is having kind of an uncharacteristically poor year for them, uh, top to bottom, it seems like every game's uh, a pretty tough one. The Grizzlies, 62 out of the 72 games are against the Mountain Division. That's absolutely wild, and it's been a really nice start to the year for the Grizzlies. You guys are currently in the top spot in that Mountain Division, and it's interesting to look at you now because you have two of your top scorers in the American Hockey League. One's out with an injury, yet you've still won four of your last five games. What's clicking? Really, it's uh, more of a team-balanced effort. Really, it's more of a team effort. Uh, forwards, really, they're passing the puck pretty well. Uh, in November, Caleb Herbert and Cole Uli were co-players of the month. Herbert's in the AHL. Uli's out with an injury, and Matt Berry was equally as good in the month of November. He's with the AHL San Diego goals. And really, I think uh, the Grizzlies kind of had a pedestrian December. They've regrouped, got a couple guys back from the AHL, guys like Travis Barron and Austin Carroll, and both of them forwards have done a pretty good job since returning. And it always helps to have good goaltending. And the Grizzlies have two outstanding goaltenders, Joe Canada, who won the, helped uh, Colorado win the Kelly Cup last year, and Kevin Carr, who's probably a starter on most teams. He's uh, starting tonight for the Grizzlies, and he's got an outstanding record. It's really been goaltending. Fords that uh, have stepped up and taken on a, an expanded role. JT Henke was ECHL Rookie of the Month in December, and he was somebody that the Grizzlies just claimed off waivers from Greenville in mid-November. And really a defensive core that doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes. And when you add that all up, that's why the Grizzlies right now are in first place. 
I look at the categories around the league, and Utah's top 10 in just about everything. Power play, penalty kill, goals for, goals against, shots on goal, shots on goal against. Is it a certain area that excels one night, or is it multiple different facets that tend to go a certain way? Maybe one area in particular you think makes this team stronger than everybody else? I think that uh, really it's the it's the forward depth. And it was uh, the forward depth that certainly in November, then you get to December, you lose some of these guys to AHL call-ups, and the Grizzlies probably had six or seven guys that got called up early December. And really it was, it's kind of the forward depth that's kept everything together. And really it's kind of a winning culture and a winning attitude. There's a lot of guys that were from last year's Colorado Eagles team that won a championship. And so it's really it's almost rare in a league like this when guys really want to get their stats and they want to move up to the AHL and, and yeah, maybe someday hopefully the NHL for these guys. And really it's kind of rare to see a team where winning is the most important thing. But I think that what's got the Grizzlies night in and night out and why they're so consistent is it doesn't matter who gets the credit. They just care that somebody's scoring the goals and they don't really care who's scoring the goals. It's really been kind of a team first type of atmosphere and a team first type of workmanlike mentality that's really kept things going for the Grizzlies. That's kind of been the one constant that they've had this season. You mentioned that affiliation with the Colorado Eagles or the players that played with the Eagles last year. Now you're affiliated with them, which has to be really bizarre for the fans to get accustomed to, but what about that affiliation with the Colorado Avalanche? This is the first team that we've seen a Colorado affiliate since 15-16 with Fort Wayne, and that was a team that got to the conference final. Seems like they do a good job of putting good players in a position to succeed at this level. They just seem to be an organization that really pays attention. You know, some teams really don't pay as much attention to their ECHL affiliate. The Avalanche really do pay a lot of attention. You'll see coaches come by uh, once every couple weeks and really work with the skaters. I'll have a skater coach that will come in every couple weeks. The goaltending coaches there quite often. A guy that's working with defensemen, a former NHL defenseman, uh, Brett Clark, he's working with defensemen constantly. And really that's what Colorado does. They pay a lot of attention to their ECHL affiliate and they really take a lot of pride in making sure that at all levels that uh, they have the NHL, AHL, and ECHL that uh, they're putting a, a winning product on the uh, ice night in and night out. Utah is one of the few places that Wheeling has never been in its 27-year history. Maybe we get lucky, and next year we have to go west, so maybe we'll get the Grizzlies on our road schedule. What's it like being in Utah and working with the Grizzlies, the fan base, the city? Well, the city's fun. It's kind of it's a city that's big enough to house an NBA team. Uh, it's kind of a little bit of a challenge for the Grizzlies and competing with that uh, in in terms of entertainment value and entertainment dollars. But uh, really, you know, the atmosphere is fun at the Maverick Center. You get about 5,500 a game, and place holds about 10,000. It held the 2002 Winter Olympics. Skiing's always fun in Utah, and you got these big majestic mountains that kind of surround the both the east and west part of the city. And so it's really kind of a lot of fun. It's a, a great place to raise a family, and it's just uh, one of those atmospheres that uh, is really a lot of fun not only to visit, but it's really a kind of a nice laid-back community as well. Very cool. Tyson, I hope you're enjoying your time here in Nail City, Wheeling, West Virginia. I know that you'll be over on the bus to Fort Wayne tonight, and I really appreciate a few minutes of your time. Best of luck this year, and who knows, maybe a Western Conference final awaits between the Nailers and the Grizzlies. Yeah, hopefully so. I had a lot of fun here in Wheeling, and uh, hope to see you in May. All right, Tyson Whiting, the voice of the Utah Grizzlies on our Wheeling Office Supply and Emission Report. Out-of-town scores and third-period action coming up next on the Nailers Broadcast Network.